Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. All right. Today on the show, we have Merrill Calliser. How are you doing, Merrill? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thanks. If we can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Sure. I'm based in Dallas, Texas, actually Plano, Texas. Got a syndication boutique law firm out of Plano, Texas, and we typically represent clients throughout the Southwest United States that buy multifamily, mobile park homes, storage facilities, ventures like that. Formerly, I'm a corporate bankruptcy lawyer of 10 years, a large firm, worked on a numerous high-profile bankruptcy cases, mostly represented secured creditors and debtors. A small low company like Enron is an example of one of the ones I was stuck on for three years. And I've got a title company. I'm also a syndicator like you guys. And I've got a licensed real estate brokerage in 10 states. Other than that, not much. Yeah, you seem kind of bored. You know, not much to do. <laughs> well, now that we're confined to our homes, I thought I'd have more time. I have less time now. I was better at the office. <laughs> well, let's talk about key performance indicators because I've seen some of your posts on Facebook and I was really impressed. So I wanted to share that with our listeners. How do you use the KPIs to manage your business? You know, it's funny. We talked briefly for a second before we started the show. So we have multiple businesses. We even have a helium business and we have a, I don't know if I can say it to California guys, but a medical marijuana indoor growing business in a state where it's legal. We use KPIs on every single business that generates revenue and or has expenses going out. When we have multiple businesses and in multiple parts of, quite honestly, the country, we need to be able to look at a moment's notice how something is doing. So literally, you know, in the old days, people get up and they go out in their front door and they get the newspaper. I haven't read a newspaper in how long. Obviously, I'm listening to news 24-7 right now because of what's going on. But the first thing I do when I wake up every morning is I look in my inbox and I have about 17 different KPIs, which I think you guys are going to put an example of one of them on here. And these KPIs, key performance indicators, they typically will hit about, I'm going to say 40 to 50 particular things I want to know about my or our companies at any given time. So it's great. Like most of the listeners presumably are going to be more engaged in multifamily. And so the example that we've got for you guys is multifamily. It's actually a real example. I, I redacted to keep the innocent innocent. I mean, I literally, I could write a book on just the page you guys are looking at. I use this sometimes to send to investors or parts of it. And it's funny, they, Merrill adds color is what everybody says. And I get so excited about looking at the KPIs and the information that they give me. I literally would go, it'll be like a four page email. And then I got to break it down because everybody gets annoyed because there's so much information. You know, a picture is worth a thousand words. I've essentially got 30 to 40 pictures on here. 
So it, it just doesn't stop. So what would be your three most important KPIs and why? It could get overwhelming for someone. So where do you focus on the most? So as a syndicator, and I believe as most syndicators, we focus on two things the most, property management and asset management, because they all involve income and expenses. And so obviously, and I know this may be used for later purposes, but we're in the middle of COVID-19 protocols with everybody on lockdown. So today, like this second, information is key to everybody and it's harder to get access to since we don't have a lot of one-on-one. So for me, it's great. I know right now I'm actually looking at KPIs that I've collected 96.9% of my rent on a particular property I'm looking at. I will know, and that's probably normal for right now because because of the current environment, we know that people have decided that they're not gonna pay even some that we're gonna pay late. But I look at rent collections. I look at, the big one I look at is, I'm looking at them right now, notice to vacates. And my KPI show notice to vacates out 90 days. So I don't look at what's notice to vacating in 30, I look at what's notice to vacate in 60, 90, and then get with their property management team and instantly, hey, you start targeting these people now. And every day, a new one will pop up and another one will pop off. So I would say rent collection, notice to vacate, and you guys are going to laugh. Length of time work orders are out there. Everybody's got their pet peeves. I have 40 to choose from. So like my three hot buttons right now, work orders, notice to vacates, and rent collection, percent collected every single day, and it gives a dollar amount as well. And then I have a graph that shows how it looks compared to last month, the month before, and the month before to make sure everything is consistent. It'll be very interesting to see how April looks, which makes KPIs even more beneficial to us because we can know in one day's notice if it's going flat or it's still going up on the second and the third of the month. Nice. Yeah, that's critical information. It makes you a much more effective asset manager. Absolutely. Who manages data and what tools are you using for that? So it's a shame I didn't bring my COO, who's also my best friend. His name's Jeff Satz. He's a Lean Six Sigma black belt, which has nothing to do with karate. He's a black belt of the mind. Very good friend, completely opposite of me. Everybody loves him. People don't like me. (laughs) But he was at Nortel and Ericsson for 20 plus years in the programming environment. So he has automated every aspect of all of my businesses, or I should say our businesses. He's an owner in them as well. And so we basically are pulling data out of any particular system we're using. We have probably nine different software systems we use in the different businesses. And we pull that raw data out. And quite honestly, he's using a BI software called Tableau. And with Tableau, he writes very, very, very succinct scripts per business. And it's wonderful. I mean, I get pretty colors, pretty charts. Red means bad, green means good. Yellow and orange mean uh uh-oh. And we also, it's interesting, I get the emails, but in the office, right now the office is closed, but in the office when it's up and running, we have 60 inch flat screens in different parts of the office. We have KPIs for employees. And it shows if the employee is like, if a certain task is piling up on that particular employee, it's not to say, oh, the employee is bad, but if another one of our employees walks by and sees yellow on, you know, Joe next door, that employee will go and ask, hey, Joe, do you need some help? And Nobody wants to see their name in yellow or orange or red. I'm old and I can't read names, but from my office, I can see the screen. And so every once in a while, I'll just yell out of my office, somebody's in yellow or orange just to have fun. But 
we use them also in the workplace, not just for C-suite. I love having it out there for everyone to see and for your team to work together and fix a, a situation. That's amazing. Are there any KPIs an asset manager wouldn't think of to check that you guys are doing? Like, you know, it's funny. So I'm going to look through my KPIs real quick because I look at every one of these. Let's see. Oh, yeah. This is one that I asked for from uh, Jeff to prepare. So leads, leads, meaning different sources of prospects that come in. And so software out there, even um, Rent Cafe, which is a big Yardi component that we used for years. We use a bunch of different software programs, but they have somewhat of an ability to track leads. So we have something that's really cool. It'll be on the sheet that's posted here, but we track Facebook, apartments.com, drive-by referral, a website, or that means our own personal website, walk-in Google, apartment guide, transfer on sites because we have an incentive for people transferring and just regular marketing and it shows total number of leads and it has a cumulative number of traffic. So we want to know is conversions. So we have that as a pretty graph for me because I don't like to look at the numbers. They're too small, but I have pretty graphs and the number always goes up hopefully. And then right below that we have overall prospect to tenant conversion, which is really cool to look at because Sometimes you're putting money in Facebook ads or you're spending money, you are spending money with apartments.com. And so you want to know what your cost per tenant actually is. And so if I'm spending $1,000 a month and I'm getting one tenant in on apartments.com, but I'm getting 10.9% conversion on Facebook, which is costing me nothing, I change, you know, you kind of mix things up to see where the optimum level is. So I think that is a huge, huge, huge focus and it's a predictor of how your revenue will look over the next 30, 60 days because you're tracking prospective tenants today. They're going to be signing in 15 to 30 days. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that one out because that caught my eye when you sent it over and I looked at it. So yeah, it's a good one. Kyle, let me pass it over to you to close it out. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. All right. We ask every guest this last question. I think I know the answer to yours, but what is your asset management superpower? It's my asset management superpower. My team. All right. It's a corny word. It's just team. Can't do it by yourself. Yeah, it's all about the team. So, all right, perfect. Well, thanks for coming on the show and talking about KPIs with us today. I learned a bunch of things. Immediate info is key, not just info. Collection of rent, notice to vacate, and work orders are your top three items you're looking at right now. And then the thing I love was cost per tenant. So not just your conversion of leads, but breaking it down even a step further and talking about what are you paying to convert those into leads. So cost per tenant. So if you can tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find you. Sure. First, thanks guys for having me on. I love your show. Second time to be on in a week. It's You guys are awesome. You can find me at com. Find me on Facebook, Merrill Calliser, and feel free to ask questions. I'm one of the only lawyers out there that doesn't charge you by the answer.
Awesome. Yeah. You provide a ton of info on Facebook. I definitely encourage people to check that out. I'm on there. You've got my face glued to your feed right now because all the stuff you're posting about COVID. So thanks for everyone for listening in. If you do like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe and review so we can continue to grow this podcast. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.